Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're live. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Screen Heroes. I am Derek, one of your weekly hosts. You are Derek. I am. You are. I've got my other two weekly hosts with me, Ryan. Hello. And Ray. I'm a unicorn. You are a unicorn. I (laughs) see that. For those of you who are not watching and are listening to this podcast. We're sorry for your dreams. And then we have our, uh, now I guess a regular guest on the show. This is what, my third, fourth time? How many times do they have to be on before we start paying them? I mean, how many times do I have to be on before? Well, I think I it's say, like eight. Yeah, <laughs> is, is it ninety or is that? I mean, I can't triple remember. digits. Gotcha. Yeah, digits. Yeah. Uh, but Robert's back. Hello. So, welcome back. Thank you. Um, tonight we're going to be, or today we're going to be talking about the best fantasy movies and franchises, live action. Right. We're yeah. combining franchises, and we left off animation because we felt like we could do a whole other episode just on animation alone. So yeah, so movies that uh, might have made the list, like you know, for for example, Fern Gully is just Absolutely. not in the in the running for for this stuff. But easily could be in our top fantasy animated. You could films. just pick Avatar if you wanted to do that. No, no, that's I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rule that as sci-fi. I mean, they're basically the same thing. I know, but still, Fern Gully was like 20 years earlier. But yeah. hey, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so what you mean when you say we're combining franchises, that means that anything that has multiple films like If you will take pick up... the Harry Potter, then just lump it all together. Okay. Because you can say which one was your favorite out of that or which one you think is the best, but let's not spend an entire podcast dedicated to how the eight Harry Potter films take up, you know, eight spots on the top 20. Uh, see, I, I mistook that and I, I left off franchises completely. That's fair. So... That's, well, that's I don't think cool I have too. any franchises on mine either. But, uh, uh, I do. Because I knew somebody else would hit the big franchise. That's what I was yeah, thinking. I yeah. I've got a list of, of ten different things, so I've got, I got some backups and stuff. Did we uh, have any news backups. happen this week? Yeah, I think we, we did have some, some pieces of news. Uh, one thing happened just like a couple hours ago. The two directors of the Han Solo film have stepped away from the project together, oh. citing creative differences with the production company, which in this case would be Disney. Um, <laughs> you don't talk back to the House of Mouse. Edgar Wright. No. Edgar Wright well, right left, which is exactly what uh, these two guys have done. So do you think that they're leaving, or do you think they're being fired? No, I think they're leaving. Okay, that's fair. Because it's happened before with Disney stuff now because of Ant-Man, um, I, I can totally understand where Edgar Wright, at least, was coming from, where you're so boxed in because of all the rules you have to follow that it's hard to bring your creative sense to it um, and not break those rules. And so in this case, um, they cited creative differences. So maybe it was a tone thing. Maybe it was uh, particular plot points. I don't know. Maybe Disney wants to make it a trilogy and they just wanted to do a single movie like Rogue One. Always Mm -hmm. possible. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't know that Rogue, Rogue Two Electric Boogaloo was going to be uh, confirmed <laughs> so quickly after the right. video was successful. Right. 
Um, it's a little interesting because at first when I read it, I thought they were stepping away from the project because the two of them had creating creative differences because I mean, it's hard to direct the film by yourself, let alone with another person. I imagine that's, I mean, that's why you usually only see co-directors that are brothers or sisters in the case of the Wachowskis or, you know, husband and wife. And really like the last husband and wife duo I've seen were the composers for Frozen. So it's not even a director thing. Most people don't do co-directors because of clashing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, my my first thought was, was it must be that the two of them were having some trouble. But that's not what the article said. So, you know, hmm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, any, any additional thoughts on that? Not really. I mean, I'm eager to see who's going to take their place. Obviously, yeah. this movie's not slowing down. No, they're already like halfway through production. So. Right. That worries me a bit more, though, because when yeah. you watch Ant-Man, you can kind of tell where the Edgar Wright stuff stops. And where Peyton Reed starts. <laughs> so, but did that make it a worse movie for you? Not for me. No, no, no. But we don't know how that'll impact the Han Solo film. And depending on who they get, it could be, you know, drastic style differences. So It's possible. Well could. We'll see. Um, that was one big thing. There was a second... There was a big, uh, internet witch hunt controversy over, uh, Gal Gadot's, uh... Gadot. Gadot's, uh, pay for Absolutely. Wonder Woman. Which is kind of silly, in my opinion, because it's not really a big deal. Plus, she got paid 300000 right? That was she the did. big news. So, a lot of actors, including Chris Evans, with the first Captain America movie, who made the exact same amount, have a clause in their contract that gives them a large amount of money after the movie finishes its theatrical run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That nets them millions of dollars, generally. And this is not going to be any different than that. We don't need to get enraged that Henry Cavill made $14 million because that was after right. the theatrical yeah. run happened for Man of Steel. And so this, is not a, this is also not a new concept. The man who actually kind of made this idea famous was Jack Nicholson for The Joker mm-hmm. and Batman. He asked for a very low salary for what he normally would have been paid for a percentage of the back end. And, and he made a lot of money. A ton of money. He's probably still making money off of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably. There was at least one point where that became the highest grossing individual role of all time because of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still true because Robert Downey Jr. is making $50 million a movie now. So, But yeah, I mean, you have to take the whole thing into context. And There's a lot of people that have done that. Cameron Diaz created a deal where she took a very small cut up front to do a movie and she ended up making millions off of it afterwards somehow i i don't remember which film it is it was one of her smaller budget ones one of like during her indie phase and she just got rich off of it pretty much because of the production like she signed on to do so many different parts in the film that no, it it's, all equaled out. So it helps because then you're not that person is not taking a huge chunk out of the production budget. And this is also none of her money for merchandising for likeness right. rights on any of the dolls or toys or backpacks that she's on. So well, I imagine WB owns the likeness rights, and so she probably doesn't get really much for that. Not anything. much, but I'm sure she gets something. Yeah, but I'm sure that's all yeah. factored into whatever yeah. she gets off of the. And let's, let's not forget that this is not the age of single one shot films. She knows that she's taking that 300 grand plus the back end, and she's going to be in Justice League, and will probably be getting a sequel. And you know, right. and a Justice League too, probably at right. some point. Yeah. She's going to show up a few more times. So it's it's the same deal with the MCU guys. It's the long play. Yeah. You know, you know that you're in this for X number of years, and you're looking at that total. Yep. So. 
put down your pitchforks, get over it. She's gonna make money. She's oh, she's gonna make money. She's gonna make money. happen. So gal's not starving for anything right <laughs> no, now. And she's it. doing great. Given how well the movie's been received, oh, yeah. Warner Brothers does not want her in a bad mood. <laughs> so <laughs> keep in mind that before Wonder Woman came out. And BVS, what movie was she most famous for? Fast a very years. small role yeah. in Fast Furious. She wasn't Ben Affleck going into right. this. She was, and she was virtually a no-name actress. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. didn't make fifty million a movie in the first Iron Man. No. Nope. Yeah, he, and he was an established uh, right. actor, obviously. That was also his, his comeback, comeback film. Yeah. And John Favreau has said that they worked for relative, of course peanuts on the film because it was like the biggest budget indie film ever that was marvel studios first film and they were writing the script as they were filming so they basically had to put their building up as collateral to make the film so you know there wasn't a lot of money there right Right. so you have to start somewhere and i think gal understands that or she wouldn't have signed on absolutely so you know all right anything else in the news i don't think so that's that's the big stuff um Batman fans would be excited to know that Mask of the Phantasm is getting a full HD restoration for Blu-ray. And totally. I think this year was, what, 25 years since Batman Returns? Or this this, yeah. month, this week was? Yeah. I think Thursday? Not right, I don't know. What is yeah. Sometime in the last few days. So that's pretty exciting, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, leave Carrie Fisher alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Please. right. That was this week. Not um, your problem. I mean, if you're just now finding out that she had some personal issues with drugs and you didn't know her background that well anyway, so I'm not sure why you're enraged, but yeah. I, I mean, mean she was doing coke when she was filming Return of the Jedi. That was a long time ago. She's always struggled with that, and it's sad, but it's not angering. At this point, we need to be more concerned with the sky's vendetta against Harrison Ford. That man's been through enough plane crashes. Like, let's focus on that. Maybe he shouldn't be flying anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but let's uh, let's move on to our main topic. Yeah, Let's do it. Let's. Fantasy films. Woo. Who wants to kick us off? All right. So I'm going to go with something that's uh, relatively newer. It's smaller than all of this. And it did huge in Britain, but not so much here. And that is Stardust. Mm. <sighs> Fantastic film. It's a great movie. Uh, based on the Neil Gaiman book of the exact same name. Uh, I This is one of the rare occasions where I believe the movie's better than the book because Robert De Niro's part was only a page long. And his part is, in my opinion, um, completely integral to the story of the film. So... I like that it got expanded. I like that he actually got a name in this. Uh, it's a very fun part of the movie. It's oh, it's a great, so great but, part. I mean, it has witches. It has a unicorn. It has a star <laughs> falling from the sky and becoming a woman. Like it's it's absolutely incredible. It's just a fun movie. I'm sad we never got a sequel, but at the same time, thankfully we didn't because now Charlie Cox is our daredevil. I'm not sure it needed one. I'm it not has sure a nice, it did either. Yeah. There was no you know, consolidated story. It, it really kind of finished up the story at the end. Right. They just said what happened, and it was good. I I think it's very well made. Matthew Vaughn has gone on to do quite a lot of cool things, like Kingsman, and this opened the door for it. Uh, I I would put it in my top twenty for sure, which is why I'm mentioning it first because I feel like it's on the lower end of that, but mm. it's incredibly well made and fun to watch. So. That Stardust. did not make my list, but it's a very good movie. Good choice. Yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, Robert, how about you? Well, I do like Stardust, and I was I did consider putting that on my list, but I'm gonna go with Willow for my first movie. I'm really glad somebody totally forgot. I know. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Why are you dating this? I just forgot. I forgot. It's a childhood favorite. I grew up loving the movie. It's got magic and adventure and armies. It's great. It was one of it was one of the earliest. Movie, you know, movies that got me into fantasy. I agree. Man, I haven't thought about Willow in years. Young actually. Val Kilmer. Yeah, definitely Young Val Kilmer. That's for sure. Yeah, I would actually great. watch a sequel to that now because I still want to see Warwick Davis be like an adopted dad because that was a fun part. Well, like, I mean, he was he he did great in that movie. And yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of roles for uh, people of his stature absolutely. In, in movies, and and I thought he did really well considering the circumstance and everything else. Um, and Val Kilmer was great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mad Mardigan, I think, is who he played in that movie, right? Yeah. 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 Um, he was charming in a really terrible way, and just, you know, <laughs> right. he had a Val Kilmer thing going, and yeah, I mean, everything about that movie worked. It's it's definitely, it's not my top five, but it's it's a good, solid movie. Very enjoyable. It's not yeah. often that the handsome lead actor uh, isn't the lead. He's a sidekick. Yeah. yeah. So you had the handsome guy as a sidekick, and you had a little guy as the main character. So, right. I mean, it kind of kind of like, you know, in Lord of the Rings where you've got hobbits, mm-hmm. you know, as, a, as lead characters in parts. Now you've got a little guy who is just learning how to use magic. That might be, no, it's probably my second favorite Val Kilmer role. The Saint. Yeah. Number one. The, saint. Uh, the Doors. No. The Doors. Real genius, or uh, real genius, real genius, yeah. yeah. Ah, that was a great yeah. one. I love that. I very much love that movie. Fair enough. But we're not talking about real yeah. genius. No, we're this not. is not the Val Kilmer episode. No, no, no. Well, that's coming up though. <laughs> sure, episode episode one hundred. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. That's not happening. <laughs> not episode one hundred. Never say never. What you got? Oh, for what? Us? Well, you got? Um, yeah, you're up. So I want to preface this by saying I left off a bunch of my big movies that that I love that we've talked about on the show before. I'll throw those in if you guys pull out movies that are in my current top five. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to put my number five as Army of Darkness. Uh, you wouldn't think <laughs> about it going in that it's a fantasy movie. No, it movie, totally but is. It's all the criteria. Um, it's not my favorite of the Evil Dead franchise, but it is really hilarious. It and is it's the only one that's like favorites. fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because um, it's, it's you know it's got the time travel and you get Bruce Campbell at Bruce his Campbell. peak after everybody's already like oh, yeah. we love it, we love this guy, you know, right. and he's you know yeah charming and uh, ridiculous in every way. And I love Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's, it's my second favorite movie of the franchise. Behind Evil Dead 2. That's my so, same ranking. So. Yeah. But it's, it's so much fun. And I mean, the stop motion when uh, he's fighting Evil Ash, but he's just like the skeleton at the end. And it's yeah. just, it's wonderful. So it is part of a franchise. I mean, technically. Well, technically, we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah. But so it's really the We're only, not allowed to, yeah, I know it's I way say, different than the other two. That's the thing. It's the only one of the franchise that really fits into fantasy. And we right? never said no franchises. No, no. So. I've, no I've, I've got, I've got franchises. We just said to lump them together. But... It is a kind of a unique situation because it's the only franchise I can think of where the the movie styles are different within it. So it Completely. doesn't directed by the same guys. Do you guys right? Yeah. Feel like the late '80s and early '90s, they took more visual chances 
cinematically. Sam always took the yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can make that argument. Those kind of movies. Like, we just talked about how unique Willow was and that mm-hmm. Val Kilmer wasn't the main character. And he his character easily could have been. And nowadays I, probably would. I think it's because back then the most important thing for making a movie wasn't to get a sequel greenlit immediately. Yeah, it wasn't to get a whole right. universe started. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the goal. Like, if you don't get a... Today, if your your sequel isn't greenlit in the first, like, two weeks, people are, like, wondering what's going one. on, right? Yeah. right? And back then, that was never really the case. Now, obviously, Evil Dead has a lot of sequels and spin-off type things, so... You know, but that took a lot of time and a lot of the Sam Raimi and, and uh, Bruce Campbell's own personal money and resources to do it. Willow, right. I don't think anybody ever made Willow with the intention of building more. Uh, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can take those chances because if they're not well received, you did what you sought out to do. Absolutely. Versus playing it safe because you want to get the sequel. So Fair enough. Go ahead. Okay, so for me then, um, in that case, I'm going to get one of my personal favorites out of the way, and that is The NeverEnding Story. Yes. Love it. I'm mainly talking about the first one. I know that there are two more, and I know that Jack Black is in the third one. Was there a fourth one? Yeah, I never saw it. I didn't know there was a fourth one. Jack Black's in the third one. Um a kid from Free Willy played Bastion <laughs> in the second, and that's the only reason why I watched it, because he was in Free Willy. I watched it because I loved the first one. I'm like, well, this is great. There's another one. And yeah. immediately regretted my decision. <laughs> yeah. The second one was, it wasn't totally atrocious. Right. But the third one, was, but then it just, yeah, the third one was bad. Yeah. I love the never-ending story. I love everything about mm-hmm. it. I love Agreed. the set design. I love the characters. You know, the giant rock guy, the rock eater, and rock biter, rock biter. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's just um, it's a very emotional movie. The swamp of sadness. Yeah, that was the oh, scene God. like ruined kids' childhood. That was the horse. Oh no! That, I don't, yeah. I, I hate but then you got the turtle. It. That was awesome, right? Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't turtle's a complete... jerk. <laughs> no, I'm talking design wise as a kid I was like oh, this design. is really cool um, visual. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another visually chancing movie at times crazy I mean the risks that they took the fact that the antagonist is literally nothing yeah, yeah and the absence of existing is, is the main antagonist is really cool deep for kids I didn't really pick that up uh, as a kid I thought oh, it was I like a physical Thing. I mean, I don't really remember when. I, I've watched that movie as long as I can remember, so I don't know at what point I understood it. I've been watching. I mean, we, we went to go see it when they showed it in theaters recently. That was so cool. Which was great. To see that on the big screen for the first time as an adult was really, really that exciting. Awesome. It sounds like that where I just want to rent out a movie theater for just myself because I feel like other people always ruin the movie for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Well, on, on vintage, like classic yeah. movies like that, yeah. It was Absolutely. at an AMC, so everyone was very quiet, and there wasn't like any quote along stuff. Or they did like not that. preface that there was going to be a documentary about the making of beforehand, and people did get a little restless. Well, because but... I think I got nervous because I thought, was it not the movie that we were seeing? We were just seeing a documentary about the movie, which I'm not sure would have been a bad thing, but I was ready to watch the movie. Right. <laughs> so... Absolutely, but. Along with the Swamp of Sadness, a part that got me as an adult was when, you know, um, the childlike empress looks right at the camera and she's talking to Bastion, but it feels like she's talking to you about saving them. And it's like she is just in your soul. That little girl is such a great actress. Yeah, she did a yeah. fantastic job. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful movie. All three movie. of the kids did. They really did. Yeah. They were great. 
very different people, very different characters. But even Falcor, the, come on! Well, oh man, Falcor. who didn't want a luck dragon? One of the greatest dragons in <laughs> fantasy movies. And one of the greatest names. I mean, there's right. a million Falcor. dogs out there named Falcor because of uh, because of that movie. Absolutely. The end where you know he comes back with Falcor to chase the bullies down the street so is good. like that's awesome. I mean, for anybody who'd ever been bullied, I'm sure like that's like, and you've always wanted to do that, you know. Well, for me, Falcor is something that I want to see realized. Like, we go to conventions all the time, and there's Adats, and there's Jabba's, and there's Toothless. I don't care. I want a Falcor. There was a guy that did it. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure his first name was Ryan, and it's a cosplay page, Ryan something. Yeah. Cosplay, but yeah, he did a Skeksy. He did a a Falcor. He's done a lot of... See, I actually know somebody who has talked about building a Falcor. He just doesn't have space to store. That's fair. They're I, huge. That, it, it's, I mean, it would be huge. Yeah. I mean, That's even if thing. you wanted to do it on a small scale, it'd still have to be six to eight feet on the small end. Oh, yeah. You know, so... I mean, but, even like like Toothless that we see yeah. go around, that's a lot of storage space. Absolutely. That that's yeah. yeah. I don't even think that would fit in, in my garage. No. <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, so the never ending story, the first one, I, I love, love it. it. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. So, right, it's my turn. Yeah, you're up. All right. All right. So this is a movie that I've come to appreciate. The older I got, I thought it was a little boring as a kid, but the more I watch it as an adult, the more I love it. And that's Mary Poppins. Ah, uh, love. Yeah. I I kept a lot of Disney movies off of my list because it's really easy when you go to fantasy to just tap Disney. They're the fantasy king, I guess you could call it. But Mary Poppins is so unique, and I feel like that's just because of the charm of Julie Andrews. And it's not just constant in your face fantasy. It's wonderful scene after scene after line after line. Like she just delivers and makes it beautiful and fun and energetic and I I wish there had been an adult in my life when I was a kid that just randomly burst into song and made things less British and dismal. <laughs> like Fair enough. I mean it's it's a very good movie. Technically it was really difficult to pull off at the absolutely. time. Oh yeah. Um still kind of impressive given their constraints. I mean they're remaking it now, of course. Right? Um, yeah. Well is it a remake? I no, it's, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because Guess who was guess who was coming back to be in the movie? Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Because Mary Poppins, the, she has an age, but yeah, you know he does. Well, that's cool. And he was also he was actually one of my favorite my favorite character in the movie. I I always loved him in, in pretty much fun. anything I saw him in. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins. No, that's a good one. I yeah, I didn't really uh, think about the the Disney movies. I don't think anything on my list is from Disney. Actually, wow. <laughs> I actually, not like direct that Disney. that was it that was actually so. I've got because I've got a lot of alternates so that was one of my alternates oh, oh cool. good so okay well what's next on your list then Robert what's next on my list let's see I think I'm gonna go off the wall kind of, you know a little bit more off the wall kind of like Mary Poppins I and like I'm gonna that. go like with it. an old old childhood favorite Harvey now if you've never seen it I've never seen Harvey it's a Jimmy Stewart movie okay and his best friend is a puka. Who is a giant rabbit that only he can see until the very end? I remember seeing it's the like Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the the box for the movie at Blockbuster mm-hmm. every time we'd go in there, and I was always curious what it was as a kid, and just never 
Yeah. Never rented it. It's a so. it's a feel good movie because he, Jimmy Stewart just plays this happy go lucky guy. He just loves meeting people and making friends. But every, but everybody thinks he's insane because he has <laughs> this giant friend that nobody can see throughout the entire movie, and they try to admit him and to Psycho Ward, <laughs> and he's just like, oh well, this, it's nice to meet you, and he's just friendly with the doctors, and they're all trying to treating him like a psycho. It's, <laughs> but it's. It's a good movie. If you've never seen it, then it's an, it's an old black and white movie. But Jimmy Stewart, one of the great actors Absolutely. in cinema history. So. And that plot line has been borrowed multiple times since then. I mean, heck, so even Sesame Street did it. Snuffleupagus was Big Bird's imaginary friend for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, the same. And they do kind of explain in the movie, but if you don't know what a puka is, it's a being from Celtic mythology. Oh. Cool. And they're very mischievous. So, Ryan. All right, Ryan. I too am going with something that's not a traditional fantasy movie, but I think still qualifies. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that uh, was on my list. Yeah, that song. definitely qualifies. Absolutely. That was an alternate. So, I mean, it's Tim Burton for me at his best. Um, it's everything visual in it is telling a story, even if it's just a background shot or the way a house is designed. Um, Vincent Price was amazing. Right. Uh, that was really good for me as a kid because my dad's favorite actor in his whole life was Vincent Price, mm-hmm. and I, and he was kind of on the edge of his career when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think that was his last role. Maybe there was one movie after that, but it was definitely towards the end. <laughs> he was the perfect actor for that role, uh, and I mean, he started off the movie in a, in a wonderful way, and seeing that machine that like stamps out the pieces, and it was just so fantastical. Um, and the story is just beautiful. Everything about the movie is beautiful. I could watch it every day for the rest of my life and not be sad. I mean, it's a it's a great movie. They it's... actually adapted it into a ballet, and I I, I don't know how long it ran. I don't know if it's still running. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, I bet that snow scene is beautiful on stage. I, I want to see it because of that scene. That scene is one of the most beautifully filmed scenes I think I've ever seen. At least in one of my top ten favorite scenes, it's it's gorgeous. It's definitely Tim Burton at like that's his heyday. Mm-hmm. It's you know it was his peak it, for me, but it's Johnny, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know because between Edward Scissorhands and Batman, and I mean Beetlejuice, like right around there was good. Tim Burton. Tim Burton does best. When it's out of his own head and not an adaptation, in my opinion. I would agree with you 100% on that, actually. I mean, he can do good work, but I, I, th- I still Batman think his two good. Batman movies Batman are amazing. Yeah. All Probably right. My I was more action, going no, with, like, so Alice in Wonderland yeah. and Dark Shadows and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory look like cash grabs to me. I think he mm-hmm. he's kind of stuck in that. I think back when he did the Batman movies and Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice, that that... That was when he had all of his ideas and he put all of his energy into them and they came out wonderful. Yeah. And now he's like he just he has that style. You can pick it out. You can see a movie and know it's a Tim Burton movie. Oh, you yeah. know, and I think he just kinda sticks with that. So No no, that was on my list too. I love that film. I'm glad I stole it from you. <laughs> well, so in that vein, the next one on my list is Beetlejuice. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that went a little too horror that's in- for me to be it's still, it's still fantasy, I, though. I, I, uh, yeah, I, would, I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. classify it as true horror. I think it's as much fantasy as Army of Darkness is. Yeah. I mean, Army of Darkness had knights in shining armor and uh, <laughs> skeletons and swords and time travel and, you know. 
I'm yeah. just saying, I think Beetlejuice might not be as much fantasy as our I guess Beetlejuice was, never but... scared me, so I never really yeah. thought of it as horror, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, it's more like horror comedy, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, if there's fantasy elements, sure. So we'll let it pass. We'll let it pass. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting it letting it pass, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorite pass. movies. So. Um, no, yeah, so so Beetlejuice, for a lot of the same reasons we were, we were saying for uh, Edward Scissorhand, it's just a really uniquely visual movie. Michael Keaton, that's... That's honestly my favorite Michael Keaton role. I, I know he was it's an amazing incredible. Batman, but if like I only got one of them, I'd, I'd pick his Beetlejuice. And it's one of those things where he's the titular character. You remember his performance the best out of everybody's, even though everyone around him is solid acting. Oh, yeah. But he's only on screen for a total of 13 minutes. But it's iconic. Exactly. But it's a lot of fun, you know, when the, the stretching their faces and the giant so sandworm and just, so it's so outlandish. And and a really fun spinoff cartoon came of it. I did love the it cartoon. It was a fun cartoon. Yeah. I remember that. I, I did love it. the cartoon. And all the Burger King toys. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's rolling his Every eyes. cartoon had Burger King toys around that time, so. Mm. All right, so we're back around to you, Ray. All right, so um, it's Tim Burton adjacent. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, that was uh, that was an alternative. Yeah, nice. Oh my god, how can you not love this movie? It's got comedy and horror, and Gene Wilder is absolutely brilliant from top to bottom, start to finish. You know, and the fantasy is it, like the colors appear fantastical and. The actions that everybody's taking appear fantastical, but deep down, it's a kind of a scary film. A lot of like creepy undertones, mm -hmm. and well, the book was that way too. Absolutely, there, so, but yeah, it definitely came through. And After that, um, that tunnel ride that they the do, <laughs> absolutely. But I guess after rolled. Uh, doll passed away his kids found more chapters that he had cut out of the book because his publisher said they were too scary it was like um child number six and seven who died like they he just flat out said that they had been killed in their accidents and so we never got to meet child six and seven in this adventure but he had some darker plans i i assumed other than charlie all the other kids died I did too until Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out and they right. showed them all warped and distorted. <laughs> Which was kind of funny, actually. Absolutely. I'm not a huge fan of the remake. You don't have um, to be. And it's, I'm not even sure that it's that what the problem is specifically. I think maybe it's, it was too weird. No. I think it was Johnny Depp. For you me, think it was Johnny I mean, Depp? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think they made it too... Uh, Tim Burton? -y? No, no, they made it. It was too soft. There are the horror overtones, the scary reasons. Like, I want to hug Charlie or Willy Wonka, but I also want to stay as far away from him as possible. But I think Gene Wilder captured that more than yeah, Johnny Depp. Right. Like Johnny Depp, you could. He seemed like he was trying too hard to be weird and mm -hmm. like creepy. Whereas Gene Wilder didn't really have to try. It was no. like he just naturally exuded this in that character. So, And also it was a fun musical. Like, uh, Musical is not the first thing I think of when I think of that movie. Yeah, I guess you're but right. But it had some wonderful songs in it. it and really they stick in your head. I'm still waiting for a death metal version of I Want It Now. 
Like... They might be out there. <laughs> no, but, yeah, and Baruch Assault was in a rock band, wasn't she? So. <laughs> no, Baruch Assault is a rock band. Well, she, the, the lead singer oh, was, was Baruch Assault from the movie, I'm pretty sure. We'll look that up here later. And yeah. back check real quick. You can always l- listen to First Jason, the, the kid who plays the Jason who jumps out of the lake at the end of the first Friday the 13th had a band called First Jason. That's funny. There you go. Nice. Sorry, Robert. But, no, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm sorry. And also... As a kid, who didn't want to go walking around in that candy land? So Absolutely. cool. Right? I wanted to eat like half of it. Exactly. Yeah. That would have been pretty neat. And you would have been child number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they Definitely all got to eat something. Second favorite Gene Wilder role is Willy Wonka. So. That's pretty up there. I don't know. He's His done a lot of good first movies. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Is it really? Yeah. I, I mean, love Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is an amazing movie. I didn't guess that you would have loved it that much. But it doesn't yeah. showcase him as much in Blazing Saddles because he's really the sidekick. When you're you know. I mean... No. Yeah, I won't sing Look, if you're <laughs> out there listening and you don't like Young Frankenstein, we have to have a long Please stop talk. listening to our podcast. We, we, we don't. don't We're just not friends. Yeah. We're going to cut you off. Um, so real quick, in chat, Jordan is saying The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, okay. which is a really crazy movie. It's a really it overhyped That's... movie since Heath Ledger died halfway through it or whatever and they had to replace him. I don't think it was that good. Their resolution like was very unique, though. I do appreciate... Terry Gillum is one of the most creative directors out there. I'm excited for his upcoming film, but Time Bandits is ten times mm. better. Okay. Well, for those who Agreed. don't know, uh, mm-hmm. because Heath Ledger died during filming, um, what they basically did was they replaced him with like two or three, three. other actors. Three, Jude right? Law, Johnny Depp, and Colin Farrell, and they all uh, portrayed him in a different like world-esque kind of place. It was a unique solution to a very... Serious and tragic problem. Interesting. All right, Robert, what's next on your um, list? Next on my list, I am going to go with another childhood favorite, Krull. Oh man, Krull! Okay. I've never seen it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's another it's another kind of cheesy eighties fantasy Absolutely. sci-fi movie. It's kind of, it's but it it's awesome. It's got. Aliens, it's got knights, it's got uh, one man on an adventure banding together rogue elements in the world just to so they can save the kingdom and his true love. It's so it's it's a it's a fantasy movie, just a, yeah, a slightly different twist. That's fair. So. We've had a few with twists. It's so yeah, humor. yeah, that's just what I've never seen, unfortunately. So it's I lo- I enjoy it. I mean, you've got flying horses. Cyclops. That's cool. Magicians. Aliens. I mean, it's all. It's crazy. Fair enough. I actually, I I might want to watch that then. Sure. I highly recommend it. And it, I mean, it's it's older, so it's got some really good visuals uh, for for the time. Yeah. It's pretty well done. There is, can be argued some overacting, but, (laughs) you know, that was for the time. Right. Yeah. I I like those older movies. I mean, while I appreciate technically what we can accomplish today... Yeah, if if you could do it in the seventies or the eighties, it's even that much more impressive. So, Absolutely. Ryan, I'm going to go back to more pure fantasy. <laughs> I'm going to go to possibly the most pure fantasy movie that uh, that any of us would have on our list, and that is The Princess Bride. Yes. Uh, when you yes. think of fantasy, for me, I mean, it has nearly it, it takes yeah, right. nearly every every box uh, for me. You know, it's it's a fairy tale being told to a child. I mean, it's just everything about it is wonderful. All the acting is great. 
one of those lightning in a bottle movies where you, everything worked and uh, and it's still relevant today. The messages that it has and uh, and everything about it is. And up. Princess Buttercup ends up leading an army of Amazons. Yeah. That's true. I like to yeah. think they're in the same universe. I'm cool with that. <laughs> right after Dread Pirate Roberts is killed, <laughs> yes. she goes to the island. Um, one of the most quotable movies, oh, I think, yeah. uh, for the general public. Inconceivable. Which, is a, which says something, though. When pretty much anybody you bump into can quote something from that movie that says something about it. It's really wonderful across the board. The cast, I think... Is what sells it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, just a wonderful cast. Uh, We're all just a little like too young. We missed it in theaters. Yep. So probably like I don't know about you guys, but my first viewing was catching it on like a Saturday morning on TBS, and I just remember like the entire time laughing and enjoying every bit of it, and it's. I was in college the first time I saw it. Get out of here! You're fired. Seriously. Wow. Fired. First time. I don't and think we could fire him. He kind of runs the whole thing. It, uh, but, we can replace him with Robert. But here's the thing, though. This is how you that. know no, that it's not nostalgia glasses, though. I didn't see it until I was like 19 or 20, that's and it's fair. still... Well, I know ten. it's not nostalgia glasses because it's an amazing movie, but, like, that's, but right, I, no matter what. It's nice to have kind of that... Verification? Whatever. Well, we Andre have, the Giant? Come on. Has Rob Reiner yeah. done anything as magical, like, or as wonderful? I, I can't think so. I mean, you can't really put this up against when Harry met Sally. Like, <laughs> Too blade. No, my point is just that I saw it as an adult, well after it had come out, and it was and you were still still wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. it's still an absolutely wonderful movie that I still watch all the time and have owned several different copies of. So, you know, even picked up the book, though I actually prefer the movies. (laughs) All right, so I guess I'm up next. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I'm going to go with one that I, I still think is pure fantasy for, for Ryan's sake, and that is The Dark Crystal. Thank goodness somebody yeah. said it. I was getting nervous. I was, I was I waiting. I was waiting was for somebody say to say it. Right. I, That's well, why I haven't yet. Yeah, I... It's a creepy freaking movie. It really is. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially for young kids. I mean, I was watching that movie at like the age of three and four, and it's a creepy freaking movie. It really is. But again, kind of like the never ending story, it's very unique from a visual perspective. It's very beautiful. It's a Henson production. So what happens when you give Jim Henson creative freedom and let him create a world. Absolutely. And everything else, yeah. Because you, you, mm-hmm. first you're going to get the quality of the Henson movie, right. which I think is incredibly important, aside from the style itself. And then, yeah, he got to, they or you know, him personally at the time, got to design some pretty amazing creatures and concepts. Um, I mean, we've it got... It a fleshed out world. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy yes. thing that a lot of things are missing nowadays, you know? When you think fantasy, you want to see a fleshed out world where you want to know the story of that creature over there that's on screen. Absolutely. You know, Fizzgig. Do I want to know Fizzgig? Yeah, of course we want to know. I would watch a whole movie about Fizzgig. Give it to Pixar and I'll watch that. (laughs) Even if it's not Henson Company doing it. There's every character in that movie has a story. And a Jim lot Henson of it has knew, been else did. fleshed out a bit. Like, there's been Dark Crystal comic books and Dark Crystal yes. um, children's books. So Mostly focused on the Skeksis for whatever yeah. Skeksis for whatever Which is so crazy. I think yeah. that, that was easy because there were a lot of them. You know, and it was easy. And the fact that they I mean, compared to everything else They were based in the movie, off of the Seven Deadly yeah, Sins made them a really good villain, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I kind of want to know more about what the Mystics were doing. You don't see them doing much. 
much at True. all. Yeah. Now we are lucky. We are getting a prequel series on Can't Netflix wait. that um, the Henson Company is involved in. I'm excited uh, to see more than two Gelflings. You know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm not. I think the Gelflings were the worst part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would say that. Give You're me an Agra origin story. That's what I want. But that's the thing that you wouldn't even have seen Agra if it weren't for them. Well, that's so. fine. I don't want another another Gelfling. They got their gotcha, story. Gotcha. Give me an Agra story. Agra <laughs> okay. was the best character in that movie for me. You want to fi- find out how she lost her eye? Why does she have nipples? <laughs> <laughs> this is a puppet. She doesn't need nipples. That was horrifying as a child, but as an adult, I appreciate the attention to detail. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So everyone now knows what interests Ryan. Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't really nipples. interest me, but so actually, you, the Skeksi have like eight nipples, even though they're portrayed as birds, yeah. which wouldn't have nipples. Yeah, like they have a whole undercarriage. You so, have to buy the action figure to really know that. Now, now that you're an adult, That's how do creepy. you feel about you know the, the mainline Muppets not having nipples? You know, I'm okay with not knowing whether they have nipples or not, because a lot of them, you don't really, like... They, a lot of them have some sort of something. I mean, Kermit's totally, Kermit's totally naked. Kermit's totally naked, yeah. yeah. 90% Frogs don't of the have time. nipples, so I think it's okay. Neither do birds, but... They don't. <laughs> but that was, they don't exist in the same universe. It's but all it's birds a, in the It's all Hensons. They just look like birds. Fun fact, in Muppets Wizard of Oz, when nobody was watching, they gave Gonzo Tin Man nipples. And they said it out loud. Kermit was asking what all the doodads on him do. And he touches one and Gonzo's like, that's just my nipple. And I was was in college at the time and I was like, what? Well, I've never seen that. So that's going on the list right now. (laughs) Now we know what Derek's secrets are. That's ridiculous. Gonzo nipples. Gonzo Gonzo nipples. (laughs) Um, Gonzo was always my favorite of the Muppets. Did you see Muppets from Space? Because it's so good. Oh, that's that's up there with my favorite Muppet movies. I love the Muppets. Uh, Jordan from chat said that Jumanji should be on our list, and I, I mean, it's a fancy movie, but it wouldn't be in my top. I really yeah. love Jumanji. I it's feel like movie. their their CGI and practical effects weren't quite up there, but the four actors did phenomenal, and I'm really scared that this like remake or reboot it's a sequel. It it's going to have the CGI that these guys didn't, but yeah. it. I, there's no way it can have the same heart. Before I don't care Baywatch, who... I would have said The Rock will get people in, in seats, but well, um, that's not a guarantee anymore. I mean, here, here's the thing. We... I really feel like it's Zac Efron and Taints, though, that did Could that be. one in. Go ahead. It's probably Zac Efron. Like, I love The Rock, but having it be that buddy movie with Zac, I just am not that interested. But anyway, um, I think that whenever you want to do a sequel or a remake of a movie where Robin Williams was the lead or a prominent role, you're going to have a hard time. Right. Um, And that's going to miss that because this is going to have, it's going to be an action movie. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be an action adventure movie that of course is set in this fantasy context. But that's not what the original one was. The original one was regular people who were put in a ridiculous situation and you were given one of the best actors of our lifetimes. I mean, the same gentleman also wrote the book Zathora and when they made that film, they cast Josh Hutchinson when he was like 10, Kristen Stewart, and Dax Shepard. And, you know, at the time, they were all bigger stars. They they all had some weight to those little names. And it, it didn't come close to having the same amount of effect or love that went into Jumanji. So Jumanji is a fantastic film. And I just, I don't think they're going to do it justice. Yeah. 
But I love the original. It was a fun movie. It's a good I, movie. I always wanted like a really solid quality version of that game, which they With never the made. Never made. No, it's been made, just not officially. But I know I've seen them for sale, and if you, I knew you wanted one, I would have kept my eyes open more for you. Well, now you can. Now so. I can, but yeah. you won't be able to buy it, so... Man, we'll see. Um, <laughs> anyway. Funny how money just magically shows up when something like that is... Well, I got a new job, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ray, your number four pick. Oh my gosh. All right, number four. After... All right. So... Just hit one of the big ones. We're going to have to do them anyway. Let's talk about Harry Potter, then. I think... Okay. Harry Potter is one of those things where the world is more important than the individual stories. Agreed. Um, I feel like each movie let down the books. The books were ten times better than the films. But as a whole, Harry Potter films are incredibly fun. They have a real sense of tragedy and loss to them and yet still keep this bright little gleaming bit of hope and fantastic beast has continued that so it's it works better all together i yeah. feel like all of them should be watched together <clears throat> if you can or at least in a couple different viewings I've, marathon it yeah, yeah it it's not as good separated out but together it did so much for pop culture yeah i mean Personally, I think that 4, 5, and 6 are probably the best movies of the 8. Um, I, th I think that they weren't okay. quite sure how to live up to the hype of the final book. I disagree with you on but 4, but 5 and 6 are definitely I like the Goblet of good. Fire. I think the Goblet of Fire was the first of the Harry Potter movies that really pulled it off. I think the Goblet of Fire, the book, was the largest book. Sure. And it should have been split into two movies. And not disagreeing. content. Yeah, I'm you, know, not... you could have stopped the first one at the Yule Ball. You could have added in all the stuff with the house elves and made their story more important. Um, There's a lot that was left out. So. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that none of the movies live up to any of the books. Right. So I'm certainly not saying. I've, I've, I've read each book at least three times. I love the franchise. So the movies have some really awesome stuff. Visually, they're really stunning. I think the casting is really spot on. Absolutely. You know, um, there are some actors in those roles that now, when I'm reading the book, that's just who I see. Oh, yeah. Alan Rickman. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course, Alan Rickman. Even the woman who played Dolores Umbridge, you, the, her face, she's <sighs> right there. I still get yeah. angry reading or watching that one. Yeah. I just... Seeing her makes me angry. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, the, you, the, you liked hating her, right? Yeah. Well, that actress was also in Maleficent as one of the fairies, and I was like, she ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you have to keep in mind that, like, if you put the books aside for a minute, which is hard to do, the eight Harry Potter movies grossed well over two billion dollars. And now we have right. two theme parks. Two, yeah, two theme parks. They're making which a whole are other trilogy. Awesome, I might say. Personal so, experience oh. going there. Yeah, you were just there, weren't you? And <laughs> I said, worth going, and definitely do the park jumper so you can do them both in one day, and you get to ride the train. Ooh, Sweet. There you go. It's, both, how, parks, both parks are stellar. How's the butter beer? Uh, reminds me of cream soda. Awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. And they do, they do have actual signature beers there, too. Real Sweet. beer. So like a dragon scale ale and a wizard's That's cute. Brew. That's adorable. They're both like, there's a like a Scottish ale and a stout. There. Why do you look so Ryan. unhappy, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, so. the movies were fun. I don't really get the obsession, but, you know. Is it because you're a muggle? <laughs> I think we're all muggles because magic doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, that's so 
sad that you uh, think that. Okay. All right. It's fine, he's supposed to think let's, that. Let's move okay. on. All right. All right. Yeah. So, Robert. Robert, me. Okay. So, my fourth pick, because um, I'm still hoping somebody's, I still was banking on some uh, people picking other stuff. I'm going to go with Inkheart. We're starting to run out now, so it might be time to stay <gasps> so much fun. Yes. I have no idea what that is. Inkheart. It's a Brendan Fraser movie. Fraser. The, there is no I, so it's not Fraser. What? Fraser. Stop it. Fraser. So, and it's basically there. It's this book. It's called Inkheart in the movie, and the characters from it are coming come out into the real world. They're Ooh. brought out, and it's uh, interfering with things. And he has to. This family has to. It's really cute. It's, it's, that sounds it's like a, a fun concept. I, wish it I don't would know how I missed that because it came out when Brendan uh, Fraser's career was on. The downside, you know. Like when he did the Looney Tunes movie? Absolutely. Yeah, it was so right it was around after the... Bedazzled. Yes. <laughs> Bedazzled is awesome. I will Don't fight. knock to Bedazzled. I, the, I actually uh, like that movie too. What, uh, shoot, what's the one where he's been locked in the, the bomb shelter all those years? Encino Man. That, no, 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 no. Blast from no, the Past. Blast from the Past. Awesome movie as well. Blast from the Past. I actually, I enjoy pretty much all of Brandon, Brandon Fraser's movie. And this was... This was one of them, Inkar. It's a, actually a good movie. It's a little lesser known to a lot of people, so Absolutely. I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. And it's I just really enjoy it. It's a fun concept, and I do actually like his stuff. I never saw the Looney Tunes movie, but I liked everything else that I saw. Of this, I enjoyed so. the Looney Tunes movie mm. that he was in. You were one of three it, people, so. I mean, <laughs> it didn't capture the same fun that Space Jam did, even though Brendan no, Fraser is a Space much Jam. better actor than but Michael I think Jordan. That's why it worked, though, because Jordan was just really awkward the entire he was time. So bad. So, no, it, it was a Space Jam, but I still, I still yeah. found it enjoyable. Right. So I get it. But yeah. So he was, he was also really good on Scrubs. His no. two episodes? Yeah. Go He's ahead. He's good on everything he does. Ryan. Okay, so one of my one on my list was Dark Crystal, so I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, mm-hmm. Do it. Cut it off, and I'm going to go to, go to uh, another do one. Do uh, it. I do it. I told other hosts before this that I didn't have any comic book movies off uh, on my list, but oh, this yeah. one isn't actually a comic book movie, so I think it'll work. Uh, Mystery Man. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, it's not. It's a superhero movie. Well, yeah. Not, well, yeah, it's a hero movie. Yeah, but it's not a comic book movie. That's right. Man. Not at all. Good. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's a fantasy movie. I, mean, yeah. I think yeah. it hits all all the marks for a fantasy movie. Technically, I mean, it's a very like fantasy world. Uh, you it know, totally and but do any fantasy of... heroes and fantasy like all yeah. people are so living, many... trying to live their fantasy by being heroes when yeah. they're really just normal dudes. Let's say, like, none of them really have powers, nope. right? No, some of them do. Greg Kinnear does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he can fly. And oh, then, yeah, uh, right, right, right. The, the boy uh, guy that cuts guns with his mind or whatever, right? Yeah, he can yeah. do that. It's been a long time since and I've seen it. And the guy that can it, fart. Right? Yeah. Uh, what, is... Come on. The bowling ball. Yeah. It can move yeah, on its own. right? That was a possessed bowling ball. Yeah, the right. bowler. Yeah, Jeanine the bowler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really loved William H. Macy's And the Macy's Waffle. Role. You had Dane Cook in there. Oh, Waffle. my God, yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. only role that I could stand him in. Oh, and for like two seconds. <laughs> Eddie Izzard. It's got Eddie Izzard. Oh, yes. The villains in that movie the bit were, were really, so really good. So good. Jeffrey Rush. I loved the theme. Like, you, you wouldn't think about this. But then you have uh, Frankenstein. What's his name? His, uh, it's not Disco Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Gosh, no. I can't even remember. Casanova. Casanova Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. What a so cool... Good. And they're all, like, disco-themed. Mm-hmm. Like, and he has Yeah, the, 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 the whole weapon was, like, his pinky claw. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. And, you know, come on. Invisible Boy? You, can, so you, only, go, you only can't see him when you're not looking at him? Like, yeah. And he has to get completely naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I never thought of it as being fantasy, but you're right. I mean, I, that's, a, that's a fun movie. 
Yeah. I always Un- wanted very to do a Captain Amazing or a uh, Mr. Furious costume. Who, what girl saw that and didn't want to be the bowler? I want to throw a skull bowling ball at people. That's a really at cool prop. You know yeah. times I, so I used, my first job, my first real legal job was at a bowling alley and they had... Before that he was a prostitute. I did some hourly stuff under yeah, the table. Yeah, we know, a prostitute. Yeah, uh, well, not as a prostitute. Anyway, <laughs> um, Anyway, my, the bowling alley I worked at actually sold that bowling ball. Oh. Why did you nice. not buy it? Dude, I wanted to so bad. It was $113. I would pay that right now. I would pay that right now. I was 14, Jeez, making five fifty an hour. And uh, I, it was always right there in the window. And I told myself that if I ever joined a bowling team, which I always wanted to do, then I would buy the what ball. If you, what if you join a bowling team now? Right now, yeah. Then I would probably still go out and get yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right yes. Good call. I will like, immediately do a bowler costume. It was so cool. She'll propose to you immediately. You should. It was so cool. I, we, I I, I'd pull off one of them. Yeah. I don't know who. The shoveler. I can do a shoveler. Yeah, shoveler. Yeah. I've never wanted to hit some something with a shovel. I mean, come on. <laughs> right? I, I, I Putting dents yeah. in the car. I, mean, yeah. I, I picture Derek Moore as Blue Raj in person. Yes! Yes! Why don't you just throw knives? Because it's the Blue Raj. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so it would be great. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, so, <laughs> so moving on. So this is where things get kind of tough here because we've got I've got two picks left, and I want to make large sure franchises that we have. There are some yeah. large franchises. So um, I'm going to save one for my number one if nobody hits it. So I'm going to pick the Indiana Jones franchise. Yes, I was thinking of them. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, we, Ray and I were talking about it a little bit before the show about whether or not it counted as fantasy, but you've got like an actually yeah, biblically accurate Ark of the Covenant. You've got aliens uh, in mm-hmm. the uh, one movie that shall not be named. Uh, well, no, that's part of your list. Yeah. It is. It is part of my list. They weren't aliens. They were di- other dimensional beings. Haven't you ever seen that movie, Derek? Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I had to do it. I had to do it. Sorry. I was still trying to work out the refrigerator nuke thing that happened in the beginning of the movie. So, uh, oh, yeah. but uh, anyway, no, the Indiana Jones movies, the original one wasn't intended to be a franchise. It was just nope. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And eventually when it was re- released, they threw um, Indiana Jones on the title. Uh, kind of what they did, you know, with other franchises later. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're classics. They helped put... Harrison Ford on the map with the Star Wars movies, of course, and the first three are, are wonderfully fun, exciting movies. Sean Connery yeah. as his dad in, in the Last Crusade. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, that's my favorite one. Is I the Last Crusade. Crusade. Uh, as much as I love Raiders, I I personally prefer the third one, even though Raiders is probably the better movie. But um, mm. you know, it, it, it they're great, and it's a lot of fun to think that uh, his character does more harm than good in every movie. So, most of them, if you remove him, nothing changes. I mean, yeah. in the first one, they, in the first one, they might not even have ever found it. They were digging on the wrong spot. That's true. But if they did, they would have opened it anyways. So right? They would have yeah. died. Yeah, so they would have died. Fine. But uh, it's fine. Yeah, and there's just some fun little quirks about it, like you know the scene where uh, you know uh, Indy just shoots the guy. There was supposed yeah. to be a giant fight scene there, mm-hmm. but he was like deathly ill and couldn't do it. So somebody, I forget who even said it, but it's like, well, just have him shoot him. Like, All right. And that's what ended up happening in the scene. So I feel like that one was take, I think it was done yeah. too. Harrison Ford being awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was his idea to just say the I know line, which is iconic yeah. now. So mm-hmm. All right. I'm pretty sure that's just him improvising. Now he doesn't do that. He shows up and asks for a paycheck and says, 
Kill me off. Does the minimal amount of work. <laughs> That's it. It belongs in the museum. Yeah. So, Ray. All right. Your last pick. This last has got to be obvious for anybody who knows me. I have to mention this. Um, it, it goes in my top ten movies of all time. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's Wizard of Oz. Mm. I didn't even know you liked that movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I don't have insane amounts of memorabilia everywhere. I she didn't really spend my entire <laughs> high school career sewing wings onto monkeys. Real but it's monkeys. obviously a fantasy. Movie. Real monkeys. Real monkeys. <laughs> the hard part was finding the monkeys. <laughs> she just went to the zoo. Yeah, getting them out of the zoo was the hard. Part. I yeah. smuggled them in my bra. Obviously, she just was like, she wow, just, she's really lucky. She just did it right there in the monkey zone. <laughs> Why are they moving? I don't. I get it. Just to freak out the other kids. Why do they? Want um, oh, those things scared me when I was a kid. Boobs? No, no, flying monkeys. Yeah, so flying boobs specifically. I guess that's yeah, a, a huge reason monkeys. why it's my favorite movie too. It, it helps contribute. Everybody tells me how scared they were of something as a kid, and I never found it scary. In the Wizard of Oz, yeah, not one thing. No. Even I though say I was like terrified, right. you know, but no, they were creepy. They're creepy very is a better creepy. Term. I completely yeah. agree with that. I think it's too bright of a movie to be like scary, scary. Yeah, I have watched you know? that movie so many times. I can tell you like what time in the film this happens, and I can debunk all those. Things like the guy, the Munchkin hanging in the background, kind of thing. Like, I, no, I that really happened. I know a guy who was there. <laughs> I've actually met Ryan was that guy. I, it's a crazy story. Guy. Crazy story. I've gotten to meet three of the Munchkins. I know how much on-screen time Margaret Hamilton had. I know who ended up having multiple injuries. Like, I love that film. Do you know anything about the Munchkin orgies? Stop it. Sand. And then, of Stop. course, there's the whole, I know a whole guy Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon thing. Yeah, that's that too. I actually really enjoyed that. I was being serious. There are multiple... You're about to get dumb. Apparently, I'm not allowed to like that. I don't know. It, it's silly. I it's totally cool. silly. All right. Us and them with the munchkins was cool. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. Way to ruin that, Derek. I know. Mm. I don't think there's been a movie since that has had four different directors and still managed to pull off such a wonderful experience but everything about it is great and i could watch it every single day if i had the fortitude fair enough mm -hmm. so the the anniversary blu-ray they put out really restored it quite well it looks mm -hmm. really awesome so worth getting oh yeah robert your last pick all right last pick so now I'm gonna do my do my last pick, but that doesn't diminish because I had to rule out a lot, and the, I know there might be some viewer or listener wondering when a certain franchise might be said. But I'm gonna go with one of the early early fantasy movies that kind of set a bar: Dragon Slayer. Interesting. Okay, deep cuts. Yeah, it was. It's a really early movie. It's so the you might recognize some of the actors, but they're really young. And yeah, it was one of the early kind of well done dragon movies. Never, never saw it. 
Yeah, it's never even saw. It's you, got you, you it's some got really a interesting movies. I got like this list now. Like, <laughs> go. Well, that's what, well. I was trying to go off the wall. I'm trying to try to reintroduce some of these old fantasy movies, and it's uh, so it's it's got it's got wizards. It's got a wizard in training. It's got dragons, which I mean, putting at the time putting a dragon on screen was mm. probably unheard Absolutely. of. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's and it it's it's a it's very dark. They kind of had to kind of maybe possibly for hiding some of the technology at the yeah. time, but it's still a well done movie. Cool. So I recommend it for fantasy fans. Awesome. Old to go, old school. Now Ryan, let's see if you're gonna pick the movie. I think you're gonna pick. Yeah, I feel I like am. you should. I mean, so there's we've missed a couple franchises, yeah. and guess what? We're, if we only get one more pick after me, we're gonna miss franchises because I can think of probably two or three. Oh, agree. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. I, I've got several more, but I can't do a list, top but... fantasy movie list without mentioning a Labyrinth. Yeah, uh, David Bowie. You're, you know, if you live or listen to this show, you know that. Um, at least three of the people. I'm not sure about Robert, but hmm. three of the people at the table are big David Bowie fans. Oh yeah, um, big and, time. Love you know, music. you can. There's no one else I can picture as the Goblin King. Um, you got some fantastic Henson uh, characters. Oh, yeah. You've got a yeah. great classic story. Uh, you've got David Bowie writing his own writing the music, which was all awesome. Everything yeah, in that well. movie is is singable. Um, please don't when we're watching it, but in the car maybe you can do that. And that's okay, but yeah. But it's I mean, great. and it, it shows the quality of again a Henson production. We have is oh, that yeah. three Henson movies on the list between I think. Oh yeah, um, you know, I think so. There's a quality level that you expect from a Henson movie, and they they got that. You know, Hoggle and um, you know the the little Ludo worm and Ludo, of course. Worm, yeah. Yeah. You know, like just the Fire Gang. It all looks. Awesome, you know the door knockers and Jareth himself. Well, yeah, sure, incredible. Yeah. But that was mostly, you know, David. So <laughs> I mean, there were certain parts that were definitely. David. I'm pretty sure that he wasn't stuffing anything there. Just FYI, go watch the Man Who Fell to Earth and not. Fun fact: I saw that movie for the first time when I was eight years old, and I realized I was uh, heterosexual because of that. All right, fair <laughs> I enough. Was very aroused. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I mean, I realized that I. <laughs> Might not be <laughs> That movie Okey-dokey. is so great. Um, so then, I guess we're on to the, my my last one Your here. Last is one. we're a little over the hour mark, and I'm just gonna you know you have to do it. Yeah, right? just have to. I'm, Lord of the Rings. Thank you, Lord so of the good. Rings. Uh, you know, for those who are not watching, we I've got the the box set here. I, Lord of the Rings is not only one of the most successful. Uh, trilogies of all time, winning what 22, 24 awards, something uh, Academy it Awards. It dominated first, the box uh, office. It dominated mm, Oscars and Golden first Globes. First fantasy and, Oscar mm-hmm. winner. Absolutely. The, the three incredible. movies grossed over a billion dollars uh, without having you know a superhero behind it, um, and the practical effects were fantastic. The cast was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I mean, it's. The first production company, the first studio that got it, told Peter Jackson he had to make it one film. Which is All hilarious. stupid. Um, I mean, considering there's three books. Considering there's three books that each one could probably be two movies right. easily. Right, because like, like Harry Potter, so much was left out. So much. And so a you're... lot. Like ha- almost half of 
Tom Bombadil. Yeah, Tom Bombadil. Bombadil, yeah. sorry. No, you're good. How many other Tom franchises Bombadil. can you think of where you're willing to sit through and watch what's essentially 12, 13 hours of content for three movies? Yeah. You know? Not a lot. And, <laughs> and the, the Return of the King, almost half that book was left out. I mean, the, the end battles were so much larger. Mm-hmm. And there were so many more nations in Middle Earth involved and there. And how amazing Lord of the Rings is. Sure. It's... It's equally bad for the hobbits. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about the hobbit. Uh, I'm talking <laughs> about the world of Del Toro had been able to do the hobbit. Do you think it would have been any better? I think not. It, if it still had to be three books or three yeah. movies, excuse me. It was stretched. They so. included they included uh, some stuff from the Cimmerillion yeah. in there because you, you which had to. Was they, interesting. They created a whole new character, yeah. and I mean, because yeah. you're t- look the Lord of the Rings trilogy is three massively detailed novels in three very long movies. The Hobbit is a children's book split into three long movies that had their own extended editions. You know, it's too much. It's too much for that. And they relied too much on CGI, not enough on the the wonderful practical effects that made the Lord of the Rings trilogy still hold up and look pretty damn good today. The you know, only work later, that's like weird later. to go back is some of the green screen. Some of the green stuff. screen stuff. Yeah. Do you know one of the reasons why they actually expanded it to include some of that stuff from the Silmarillion? Money. Uh, <laughs> that, but also they were going to make other movies from the Cimmerillion, right? And it, the, that idea was pulled. Well, they weren't allowed to. Yeah, it was hulking the state wouldn't let them do exactly. Which seems odd to me. I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm not saying that they're re- they're they were well, right or wrong. But from the Cimmerillion, you're going to have to take a lot of li- liberties to make that right. on screen because it is it was like an encyclopedia. Dry. Yeah, yeah, it well, reads sure. like in a like a but they book. they took liberties in the Hobbit movies by creating an entire new character who didn't exist before. Toriel was mm. fine. I did not have an I'm issue not, with Toriel. I'm not saying that right. it was a bad decision. I'm saying it was a liberty. That character did not exist. Well, Tolkien yeah. had issues yeah. against women. It's, it's So again, I'm not, I'm not necessarily complaining. I'm just saying if, if the concern of the estate fashion. was the liberties that they would take, they were taking liberties. Yes. That's, that's my point. You know, They were already doing that to adapt these things into movies because, look, when they were written, the, a movie like a movie is today didn't exist. Correct. And right. it, it wouldn't have been something that he Tolkien could have even thought of. No, now yeah, people like, write books and hoping they get right. movie deals. Yeah, yeah like, um, I'm sorry, Brain Fart. Elrond's daughter... Arwen. Arwen. Ar- Arwen. Yes, Arwen. She did not save the hobbits no. in the movie. It was Glorfindel who only made a cameo in yeah. the movies. There you go. Uh, Glorfindel was a major player. So, so I mean, they were already taking liberties. But anyway, they the point did. is... But it was, good. It, it was good. They were amazing movies. Massively right. successful. I mean, the, Acad- the Academy, the Oscars, for the f- really the first time legitimized fantasy films by mm-hmm. giving out so many freaking awards... To these movies, I think it was twenty-two or twenty-four Academy Awards. The and it trilogy was well won. deserved. Those yeah. actors bled for their craft. Viggo Mortensen was in the hospital <laughs> over and over again with, you know, broken ribs and chipped teeth. So that that yeah. man bled for his craft, and they deserve all the accolades for it. They're great mm-hmm. films. Oh yeah. So there you have it. I think that's a good note to end on. Um, it was. But we've we've left out so there's much. so many Legend, movies. Time bandits. Oh Pan's yes. Labyrinth. I, yes, I had all those on. Yeah. Maleficent was actually a good a movie. Beauty and the Beast. Ghostbusters, Big Trouble in Little China, Groundhog. Well, Day. Ghostbusters. Jungle, I purposely I actually, left off. Enjoyed the recent Jungle Book. Sci-fi. That's why I have so, it. Yeah, the Jungle Book. I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I was I gonna mean, throw in if we had some time. I was gonna Dark throw in at a minimum the first Pirates of the Caribbean. 
not on the uh, best list. Sorry. The first one is good. Great. It, was good. it was nowhere near any of the movies we talked about. Another Dick Van Dyke old school Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I mean, so much fun. There's a, there's so many good movies out there. I wanted to put Legend on my list. I love Legend. Legend's um, great. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry, man, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's that's it for us. If there's anything that we left off or didn't mention that you think should have made the list, please let us know. Uh, you can comment on the article. You can hit us up at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram or HeroesPodcast.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Screen-Heroes.com. We're also um, on Google Play, Blog Talk Radio. Find us, subscribe, drop us a review, all that kind of good stuff. Give us money. Give us money on our <laughs> Patreon. Yes, uh, we have to buy some new equipment, actually. Uh, we have to return our big mic here to its owner and uh, buy a couple of new mics for us to use. So, you know, go to patreon.com slash heroes podcast. If you enjoy the show at all and drop us a, even a dollar helps. Everything helps. Absolutely. Uh, big shout out to our top two contributors on Patreon, Jordan and doc rev. We appreciate it guys. You guys have been uh, supporting us for a long time. Jordan, well over a year. So uh, thank you guys for that. Check out Buster props. Mm-hmm. Yep. Check out, the Star Trek dude. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You're you're uh, Ray of the Super Sirens. I am. And um, Robert. I have a I just went ahead and created a new cosplay page on Woo! Facebook called Casey Vigilante. Follow that. There you go. But uh, we'll be back next week. I think we are what are we doing next week? We're talking about epic heroes again. Will Smith this time. Big Willie. Fresh Prince. I'll have plenty to say about Will. So. Well, then Ryan and I can take the night off. We'll go play some video games. No, no. Join us next week, guys. Don't forget you can join us live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash heroes podcast. And you can chat with us just like Jordan did tonight. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, Bye. everybody. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.